0: I'm Liz, your host and the wife and mom behind unedited motherhood. Together, we'll talk about all the struggles that we face as adults. Nothing is off limits. We'll uncover important truths and maybe even learn some tips to make our lives a little simpler and a lot more enjoyable. Thanks for joining me. Sometimes it can be difficult to find all of your favorite healthy pantry items at the same grocery store or even visiting two or three stores. With your Thrive Market membership, you can find any healthy snack or pantry item you could ever want. You can shop by gluten-free, dairy-free, organic, AIP, vegan, and more. Thrive Market has something for everyone. And not just something, lots of things. They sell cookies, pasta and pasta sauces, salad dressing, nut butter, milk alternatives, granola, cooking and baking oil, coffee, soup, cereal, jelly, sugar and sugar alternatives, chocolate chips, crackers, spices, dried fruit, nuts, and more. In addition to more than 2,700 food items, they also carry supplements, cleaning supplies, makeup, toiletries, and more, all on the natural spectrum. I have been using Thrive for over three years, and I still look forward to getting their boxes in the mail. Every order over $49 ships free, always. In addition, you can earn extra Thrive credit by supporting different featured brands each month. Not only do they have some of the best items on the market, but with your Thrive Market membership, you get these items at a discounted rate, making them cheaper than you could find them at the grocery store. Use my link in the show notes to receive 25% off your first order. Our guest today, Rachel, is a licensed mental health counselor in Seattle, Washington. She received her undergraduate from Anderson University in Indiana and attended the Seattle School of Theology and Psychology for her master's graduate program. She began her career working with teens, and a few years later, Rachel opened her own practice working with couples, realizing this was her true passion. She focuses on helping her clients increase positive and effective communication and constructive conflict resolution. So welcome, Rachel.
1: Hi, hello, Motherhood Podcast fans. <laughs> Thank
0: you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: So I'm going to share a little bit of um, information, some more fun information, so you can get to know Rachel a little bit, and then we'll do a few icebreaker questions. So Rachel played soccer growing up from the age of how old were you when you started?
1: Hmm... I mean, little, I mean, I think we all started at like four or five. Yeah.
0: And you played until high school, right?
1: Yeah. And I played into high school too, but just wreck. I think I played until I was 16. I think that was the oldest you could play till. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So then she switched to marching band, which we did together.
1: (laughs) Yay. Oh goodness. I still have nightmares. Do you really? (laughs) I have nightmares where like, I can't get up and march and I'm like so tired that I'm asleep and I'm like, "But people i going to march over me, but I'm so tired.
0: The memory that it's comes weird. up for me the most is when Jenna stepped on my wrist and broke it when she was marching backwards during practice it. one day. Cause everybody's like, oh, you know, your wrist or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I broke it. A girl stepped on it during marching band practice one
1: time. <laughs> it's such a strange way to break your wrist. I know, literally got stepped on. <laughs> I don't remember you being like an in intense pain. Like you were just like, I got to go. And then like left. Yeah. I think
0: I like stumbled off the field and then the pit moms or pit dads oh. and whatever, what are the moms called pit dads and box
1: moms, box moms, maybe anyway, yeah, they moms. were,
0: they were working on like our outfits and stuff in in one of the band rooms. And so they, they bandaged my hand to like a wooden board or something until I could get it set That was fun.
1: Yeah, it was great. Yeah, that was not ideal. No, for sure not.
0: (laughs) So some of your other interests, Rachel, are fitness, shopping, Mm, watching The Office, no matter what else you're doing at the time. And you also love giraffes and reading fictional romance novels.
1: True. Very true
0: you also read nonfiction, but that's not as
1: exciting. So no, it's not. I love my romance novels. Did I do okay? I love it. So I didn't consult
0: Rachel to put any of that together. The bio. Yes. But the fun facts, I put all those together.
1: It's it's very accurate. Yes. Yay! Very me. I'm glad I did well. (laughs) So now I'm going to ask you. I would
0: expect so. Well, Well, it's been a long time. You think about that's it. True. I had to think of what are your new, what have your new interests been in the several years that we've been long distance now?
1: That's true. Fitness <laughs> was definitely not. Yeah. That's new. Yeah. yeah. But Other than that, not much
0: has changed. No. <laughs> that's my age. Oh, I know. I, I told Josh yesterday, I went to the grocery store and I walked in, and I go in there all the time. It's a small like country nutrition. It's a small like health food grocer. And the guy was like, "Hello, ma'am," and I was like, "Ma'am, I don't even know that I'm older than you. I'm not even thirty yet. I'm too young to be called ma'am."
1: Uh, yeah, he like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh my well, gosh. Yeah. Even
0: even past thirty, it's understandable, you know, if you're young, but. 40 if I don't have wrinkles on my face you can't call me ma'am
1: yeah oh gosh anyway
0: okay I'm not gonna like that. so we'll start with an easy question I think I would consider this easy <laughs> <laughs> what makes you feel inspired or like your best self
1: oh um well i think people i mean i'm a therapist so so much of my life is interacting with others so watching people overcome watching people be vulnerable i think is my go-to um, but i love podcasts and like personal development books too i think those really like inspire and motivate me um yeah i think those are my go-tos Awesome.
0: I love listening yeah. to podcasts too, but yeah. I do it more for entertainment.
1: Well, that's than... good too. I do do mine more for personal development and business strategies and psychology. Yeah. Um, I'm working I like on the motivated. Yeah. yeah Yeah.
0: There's one that Josh has been listening to forever, probably since before podcasts were even around. He was listening to this guy's teachings and they're really interesting. Um so I've started doing that, but primarily I listen to ones that make me laugh cuz it's my way of being like I know the kids are right there but I'm going to do dishes and totally space out for a second. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. You can invite 3 people to dinner, alive or dead, anytime throughout history. Who would you want to invite over?
1: Why? Oh, just for fun. Oh my gosh. Um Well, Celine Dion, so that, because one, she's hilarious and she could be the entertainment. Alive or dead. I mean, Celine Dion is always my go-to. Alive or dead. I don't know. Anybody
0: throughout history that you would have liked to meet or get to know?
1: Well, I think I'm going to go family. I would love to have gotten to know my granddad a little bit more, like, I mean, I didn't know him, but I don't have strong memories. Right. And so cool. he's such a prevalent character in our family that it'd be cool to know who he is as an adult.
0: Yeah, um, Okay, one more.
1: One more. Oh, well, can I choose a character from a show? Sure. Michael Scott. All right. Oh my gosh, that would be so fun. So you know, my be... granddad and Michael Scott granddad like would, right would probably be like so much fun. who's this guy but yes that's so fun yeah
0: good picks good picks <laughs> uh if you could turn back time and talk to your 18 year old self what would you say
1: chill out it'll be okay don't be so boy crazy <laughs> uh, 18 oh gosh yeah like just slow, slow it down, girl.
0: You took your slow life pretty seriously at 18. Oh
1: yeah. Like just like chill out. I remember so,
0: yeah. like senior year of high school and you were taking, um, extra classes for like SAT prep and everything like that. Or maybe that was junior year.
1: Well, that's because, and maybe this is not what they would say, but because my parents didn't think I could get into college. <laughs> so they hired someone helped me get into college that made me do these SAT preps um had me do like these discovery quizzes about what I was interested in like reviewed my college essays
0: and then you scored what on your test 15
1: <laughs> oh god I don't know it's, I'm pretty I sure scored enough to get a scholarship I mean oh, to this day so though funny. I still have like so much test anxiety yeah so it makes sense like I'm a terrible test taker But you were very, but you
0: were very serious and very like, I got to prepare for the test. Like you were very, um, always conscious about your next steps and you have to do well. And I was just like, see you guys later.
1: Well, my sister was also number seven in her graduating class. Uh, So there was a little bit of pressure. I knew I was not going to be in the top 10 and I don't even think I was in the top half of the class.
0: Well, we, we lived in a pretty prominent school district, so it's kind of hard to be, but my older siblings, neither of them even went to college. So there was a lot less pressure for me.
1: Yeah. I, I think, I think I remember being in middle school and being like, I want to be number six in my class. Oh my gosh. Whoever thought that would happen was very naive. That's
0: got to be hard on kids to have that kind of expectation that never even crossed my mind. It's like, as long as I'm not getting F's then. And I don't
1: even, I don't think it was an expectation it was more of that like personal of like I you, like mm-hmm. the competition piece and siblings like I gotta do right. better but I'm just I don't care about school that I mean I do enough to go for getting a master's but like I was more right. of like the experience than the like I will retain all this knowledge
0: right for sure yeah what's something people seem to misunderstand about you
1: I don't know. There's like so many routes. Like there's like that people assume that I like them when I don't, because I'm just too nice and I don't want to be rude. But then that, I mean, when I think about being a therapist that I want to psychoanalyze them all the time, when most of the time I have no desire to do that. Like I'm observant, but I don't sit there and be like, I wonder if you have this diagnosis. And I wonder if you're doing this. Like, I, I could care less. Like, I just want to have a conversation with you because I'm right. not getting paid to be your therapist right now. <laughs> right. Um, I think the go-to, though, is like people like I cry a lot. Like, I'm emotional. I have strong emotions. And so I think people assume that I'm overreacting or too sensitive versus like I just have emotions and that's normal and it's OK. Like people cry. It's normal. right? Um, Just because I'm crying doesn't mean I'm going to fall to pieces or I'm going to have to like Mm -hmm. isolate for hours. I typically I'm like, I just need to get it out and I'll be good. Like I can rally pretty quickly. Mm -hmm.
0: That's true. You can bounce back pretty fast.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I think people see that I cry and then they're like, oh no. And I'm like, no, just we're good. Give me five minutes. We'll move on.
0: And you know, it's actually really healthy to let your emotions kind of run their course when you experience Mm -hmm. them. Suppressing them actually causes a lot more issues.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's so much easier to just get it out in that moment versus when someone's like, don't cry, don't cry. I'm like, no, I'm going to cry. That's going to be okay. Yeah. It's
0: because it makes them uncomfortable. That's why they don't want you to cry. Yeah. They may seem like they're concerned about you, but generally people are more concerned about themselves. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We're a little selfish. We are very selfish people. Yeah.
0: Okay. So this question is going to help us segue. When did you decide that you wanted to enter the counseling and therapy field?
1: Um, I don't think I necessarily decided myself because I went to undergrad originally to be a youth minister. Right. And my dad said, you need a backup. Ministers don't make a lot of money. And so he suggested counseling little to no, like, you can make a lot of money as a counselor, but it's like not guaranteed. Um, and most people get in it to help people not to make money. Um, so I was studying both and then had like a midlife freshman year crisis of, Oh my gosh, I don't know what I want to do. And then looked into business psychology and church ministry, took a class in each. And decided I liked both business and psychology more than um, church ministry, and then pursued both. And then I think it was senior year of, or like junior year of college, you kind of have to figure out like, there's only so much you can do with just an undergrad degree in psychology. Like, you can do case management, but you can't do like real therapy. Um, So I decided, well, I'll just apply for grad programs and see and then I'll just try it out and see what happens um so I don't know like I mean I like I love what I learned but I don't know if I ever had like this is for sure it Mm -hmm. until because I almost quit my master's program too after the first year because it was so much and I was like no this is this is a lot (laughs) I don't know if I want to do this um So i slowed it down and i think it was probably about like second year of grad school that i was like okay yeah like this is what i'm gonna do like i'm i'm definitely committed to following the career path versus just this is great information to have as a human being but Mm -hmm. i'm not going to do anything with it right of like career-wise cool Yeah. that's really
0: refreshing to hear because most people have like this perfect answer of oh i was this and i have this you know, clarifying moment or, you know, all of these signs pointed me to it. And it's nice to hear yeah. a story of like you were pursuing it even though you weren't sure it was what you really wanted. And it then it kind of worked out.
1: Yeah. I mean I I definitely think there were signs leading me, but I wouldn't right. like have necessarily said like from day like I don't think I graduated high school knowing I was going to study psychology. No, you
0: wanted to be a worship leader for a while and then a youth pastor.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think I knew I'd always work with people in some yeah, sort of capacity for sure. You're so th- a people person. Yeah. And I think that's why even going to get my master's, I was like, I'm going to have a lot of debt if I don't do anything with this, but whatever I learned from it is going to be applicable the rest of my life because it's all about right. human beings yeah. and relationship. Yeah. yeah. So I was, I was okay. I mean, I wasn't super okay with the debt piece, but I was okay. of If I don't follow a career path from this, I'll be fine. Yeah.
0: Cool. Well, and yeah, it's a great set of skills and information to learn because it helps you relate to people regardless of whether or not you're going to be analyzing their behavior.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. So Rachel is here today to talk to us about friendship. We're doing a series about building strong relationships. And so this is the first thing we're going to tackle together. Um, So the first question is how did we meet and become friends, Rach?
1: well okay so if we met in we met in eighth grade seventh or eighth grade I feel like we probably met somewhere in seventh we grade we
0: probably knew who each other was yeah
1: I mean we had to have been in the same band class we both played flute
0: yeah that's
1: true so uh,
0: I don't really remember that though I don't in, either until eighth grade with yeah
1: Bola. so you know, let's hope he doesn't want some of this um <laughs> eighth grade we met in eighth grade we went on a trip to Washington DC because that's the big thing you do in the Midwest um and we were in the same room yeah we we had um our bunk mates
0: were mutual well she was good friends with the girl that I'd picked we kind of were in pairs of two
1: yeah yeah One
0: one of her and her friends and then me and my close friend and they happened to be friends and we needed two more people so we just ended up being in the same room
1: yeah. So that's like when we first, and then we hung out like from that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we really liked each other.
0: Yeah. Eighth grade was a hard year for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Identity wise. I, yeah, I wanted to be not popular. Well, I guess, yeah, I guess that's a pretty common middle school thing. Rachel, yeah. your, your good friend was a girl that I wanted to like me and that got me in trouble. <laughs> and, yes. and that caused a problem for us until high school. And we kind of shook high middle school off of us and started over. As best Did you as like we my could. little shimmy? I liked it. Yeah. Shimmy. As
1: best as we could. <laughs> yeah. So I think like freshman year, we hung out a little bit more. It's funny. We like were, theme We were our... in the
0: same band class again. So we spent a lot of time together.
1: Yes. It, I laugh because there. so much of our friendship, there's this theme of me like, hanging out with other people more but like you were always a constant but like yeah. I always had these other friend groups that I was going right. to but like you were and always well you're there. such a people
0: person like that's I, true yeah I feel like I naturally repel people <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's such a. I, I mean it, it's a good description but also terrible
0: <laughs> i know it sounds terrible and i i watched shrek a couple weeks ago when i was editing an episode and um no. i remember no. them talking about the onion like peeling the layers and i was <laughs> like you know i feel like i'm kind of like that because i i love people and i'm more about like having fewer like really close friends yeah. than having more you know, less close friends, superficial friendships to me are very unappealing. Yeah. So I feel like I can be standoffish a lot, especially in large crowds, because I feel like those are just an environment for superficial get togethers. And I don't yeah, I don't, I'm not comfortable in those situations. And not that I'm shy. I just it's not where I'd like to be. So I feel like I I don't invite people. I'm not a you don't see me generally and think, oh, she looks friendly. Let's go talk to her because <laughs> usually I'm just, you know, I'd rather be with people that I already know. Yeah, you
1: know. that's fair. That's a good description. Yeah. So not we, that I'm not we, a nice person, everyone. I, no, I feel like she's I am so a nice nice. Person. you are a nice person. You are selective in your tribe, which is fair. That's a yeah. good quality to have. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we. I mean, I. I guess I would say like high school is really when our friendship started, but like mm-hmm. we've been interacting since. then. And once
0: it started, like it really, we got close real fast.
1: Yeah, we I did. Don't know, we well, we uh, were like sisters. Yeah, that's true. We yeah. had that like love hate relationship with each other. Yeah, it was and not friend- like hate. We just fought a lot.
0: Well, we spent a lot of time together.
1: Yeah, we did spend like every. Every second unless you had a boyfriend at the time then you were a little busy but yeah you know yeah high school is
0: so what would you consider to be your favorite memory from our friendship we'll say from high school friendship and then yes. from from like adult real life friendship
1: yes uh so in high school we went and helped my mom are you laughing uh we went, and helped, to. Yeah. <laughs> we went and helped my mom do do a craft fair that she's doing at the mall so we could hang out at the mall all night mm-hmm. and this is my favorite memory because I was like the most bold I'd ever been in my life so I was like mm-hmm. super proud of myself and I I feel like I became you in that moment yeah like, I became I high school girls, Liz yeah but you like spotted spotted this guy that you thought was pretty cute and thought maybe there was like a little flirtation
0: we went to chick-fil-a in the mall oh
1: yeah and he rang us up yeah
0: he was our cashier and there was but you
1: were like there was a
0: little flirty flirt going on there was a little little flirt,
1: flirt and you couldn't stop like you wanted to keep going back and walking past and i was like what just go talk talk to him just like go give him your number and you were like, no, no. I watched. And I, I love my romantic, <laughs> like romantic anything. I watch a lot of romantic movies. So I was like all about this happening. And we were like back at my mom's booth, which was like around, like not close by to the Chick-fil-A. Well, and- you, for- you
0: forgot to mention, I actually did go and give him my number
1: what? I thought I gave your number to him. Oh, that's right. You did. Yeah, don't take my, that was like the bold moment. <laughs> don't take it from me. Um, y- yeah, no, that's you, right. you wrote your number down and you chickened right. out. Chickened and out. so you like ran all the way back hey, to my mom's booth. I was like booth.
0: 15, right?
1: I know, but you ran literally back to my mom's booth. And I snatched the paper and ran all the way back and was like, hey, my friend wants you to have this. And then I just turned it and walked that's away because right. I was like, oh my gosh, I just did that. And you were hiding, I think it was like a calendar stand. you were like yeah. hiding behind the calendar oh, stand. Like right. what happened? Why did you? <laughs> but it ended up working out, right?
0: I mean, it was my first boyfriend. Yeah. We, uh, yeah.
1: You're welcome. Yeah. Thank you. Oh,
0: thank you so much.
1: What do you say except you're welcome? That song is stuck in my head. Oh my gosh.
0: There's a girl, there's a British girl that does reels that are hilarious. And she does that song and a reel. Oh, I'll have to send I'll it. I'll have to, I'll have to it. post it on our blog because it's yes. really hilarious.
1: <laughs> so um, that is my favorite high school memory of us. What's yours? Oh my gosh.
0: We did so much together in high school. And honestly, I just was like so overwhelmed by all the memories. I couldn't even like write down any notes about this stuff. So (laughs) favorite high school memory would probably be just hanging out in band class. Like once we were closer and talking behind our music stand and giving Lapka a hard time um, and passing notes and talking about boys Rachel, even though she hadn't even considered therapy in high school, was always trying to give always. advice and fix people's lives. So, oh
1: gosh, yeah. Even
0: though this wasn't on her radar, um, it yeah. it was it was in her subconscious. But Rachel yeah. always wanted to fix my relationships and help
1: me to pro and con list. That was my fixing of pro. relationships. Let's pro and con it. Let's see what happens. Yeah. But, but we, we never give anyone that advice.
0: No, that's ruined relationships. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> um, But I, I honestly, I can't think of any one thing when I think of high school and I think of you, I think of being at your house after school and heating up pizza rolls and fish sticks and watching rom-coms while we did our homework and yeah. having sleepovers and Camping out in your backyard with other friends Mm -hmm. and going to the movies and staying up late and being on IM. I mean, I just, there's no one memory that really sticks out in particular for me. I just feel like we, we fought a lot, but we were always just always there for each other. And yeah,
1: yeah. We fought a lot, but we knew how to have a lot of fun. We did. Yeah.
0: And I think we just had good chemistry. And I think that's, you know, it was fun but it was also painful a lot you know I made you cry probably every week and called you a baby and was like oh here she goes again like probably Uh would say that to your face because
1: I would get so
0: annoyed that you were so over emotional oh
1: all the eye rolls every time I cried Uh, I always remember that I'm like really chill out (laughs) I was
0: always like gosh darn it like I wasn't even trying to it just, she just, she, you have big feelings. And big
1: even feelings. if I wasn't
0: intentionally trying to hurt you, you just, you were always super sensitive to, you know, you were always very empathetic and sympathetic. So even if it wasn't something hurtful, which it probably was, cause I was pretty flippant, but mm-hmm. even if it wasn't, you were always still just very emotionally charged and, yeah, and you felt what there was to be felt, even if it wasn't meant for you.
1: Well, and I didn't know like how to just sit in my feelings at that time either. I just had to like vomit it out all the time. Yeah.
0: yeah, I think I'm somewhere in the middle with that. I used to be a lot more reactive than I am now. My husband is very, he doesn't react immediately to anything. He's, he takes time always. and And he, something happened recently and it was like from a former conflict that had happened in my family and. He was like, oh, I forgot to tell you, but this happened a few weeks ago, like a few weeks ago. And he's like, yeah, I was just thinking about how I wanted to respond. So he didn't tell me for like a month. I'm like, how can you keep something that juicy to yourself? You know, I'm just like, when things come up, I just want to talk about them immediately. And I'm getting better about not being emotionally charged when I talk about it immediately. But I still, I'm not, I'm not good at thinking things through long-term either. I like to talk things through.
1: Yep. Me too. That's probably what got us in trouble is we both like to talk it through, but we were talking about different ideas or perspectives and then we right. go back and forth. Right. Yeah. We did have, a. we have a lot of great memories. We do. Too many to name. Yeah. I'll, I'll think if, if something pops
0: out at me, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll like interrupt and be like, wait, I have something.
1: <laughs> my favorite adult memory is we got to be pregnant together last year we did. Last, no not last year two years ago I guess Hold on.
0: now yeah 2019 we were pregnant
1: yeah, yeah. and you came and came to visited Seattle. me. You came to Seattle and we got to have our little pregnant bellies together. We did. We it have a really so cute fun. pregnant
0: belly picture that we, we can have, share. Oh,
1: I love it. It's the best. It is. I'm it's so glad really we took that picture. one picture.
0: I know. But you know what? It turned out really well. Sometimes mm-hmm. when you take pictures when you're pregnant, they're not very flattering. You feel yeah. really cute. And then you're like, oh, look at my face. Look at my look at my belly. Look at my hips. You know? Oh, I loved
1: all of pregnancy. so. Good. I think that was a big difference. Is that like, I, this is my first pregnancy. And so I was like, I feel great. And you were like, Oh, this baby is weighing up. <laughs> like you were just, you'd already gone through it once. So your body was yeah. just handling and, it differently. And my second and I was pregnancy like, oh. was
0: definitely more rough than my first. Yeah. I loved every single second of being pregnant with my first. Yeah. And I mean, I couldn't wait to be pregnant again, not to have another baby, but just, I mean, also to have the baby, obviously, but (laughs) I was really looking forward to just being pregnant. Yeah. Um, And then it didn't go the way I'd hoped, but I mean, I still, you know, it's super fun to have a baby in your belly.
1: Yeah. It just
0: didn't feel as great on the outside. Yeah. It
1: was super fun though.
0: That was super Mm -hmm. fun. We had a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. (sighs) So what
0: would you say has allowed us to stay friends for almost 20 years through all of our trials and long distance and most times high school friends, when they go off to college, they fall apart or, yeah. you know, at least fall away from each other a little bit, but, and we did it in college. We did yeah. um, have a little falling out, but tell people about it a little bit.
1: Well, it's funny, right? Like you were talking about, like, we just, we had this kind of spark about us right Mm -hmm. and even though we had these falling outs it was like we we, there was a spark that you couldn't avoid or like you couldn't come back to kind of like fireflies right they can't they can't avoid the light they got to go back to it um but when I think about even though we like fought a lot or had conflict often I think the one thing we did decent I wouldn't say we were great at it all the time but like we moved on We didn't let it, like, the conflict happened. We didn't hold grudges. Yeah, we didn't hold grudges. I mean, things kept coming up, but that's normal. Mm -hmm. But we just kind of, I think we saw, like, we really do have a lot of fun together, and we like being around each other despite these really hard times. So, Mm -hmm. like, let's just get past it and move on and keep keeping friends. Mm -hmm. And I think, I mean, as adults now, I think we – I don't know if we did it so much when we were younger, but like, even now, like we don't see eye to eye on everything. We have different ways of doing things, but we both are willing to like listen to each other's perspective, and mm-hmm. like honor the differences, but not right. be like, well, because you don't do this, we can't be friends.
0: Right. And yeah, that, how, the fact that we even have to say this, it's just, I makes know. my brain want to explode because Nobody, even my husband, who I agree with on more things than anything in the world, we still don't agree on everything. And, you know, that doesn't mean we can't be married and have a great marriage. I just, I mean, it's the same with friends, like, especially with friends, because you see them a lot less often. You talk to them a lot less often, but you can have a good relationship with somebody and not agree on everything. You're never going to agree with everybody on everything, yeah. even even important things sometimes. You know, if it doesn't, if people were more secure in their own decisions, I feel like they would have an easier time agreeing to disagree, Mm -hmm. but that's, yeah.
1: Well, I think there's this piece too. I talk about this with my clients a lot, but, of like none of us have the right answer most of the time. Like it's not black and white, this world we live in. And so really like what, what feels best for you? What are you going to feel like you can stand behind and hold for yourself that's connected to your values and let that be? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: People are not going to like it. People won't agree with it. People might call you certain names, but what matters is that you feel like you're honoring your life and what is best for you right? Um, and modeling that and wanting your friends or family to do the same too. Mm-hmm. so I think that's a key piece of I'm not like even if there are things that I do or you do where it's like I don't get it or it's I, that's not me I'm still like you do you like I if you're happy and this makes you feel live the life you want to live great like that's all I could want for anyone right. uh, obviously like not in a selfish manner where it's harming others but that it's this keeps my family and myself healthy. Um, so this is why I live life in this way. Right. Yeah. Cool.
0: So I think that you made some great points because you can disagree with somebody, but still want what's best for them and acknowledge that they're making the best decisions for them, even if they don't align with what's best for you and your family.
1: Yeah. Is that I bad? feel
0: like that's the definition of adulthood. Right. Exactly. Adulting. Yep. Yes. So we're going to do one more question. Um, kind of, That's more of like a personal between you and mm-hmm. I, and then we'll move on to some more broad painted friendship questions for our listeners. So I think we should both answer this question. So I'll ask you first, oh, yes. and then you can ask me back. How would you describe me?
1: Uh, well, I did High School Liz and Present Day Liz. Okay. Because they're different people. There's You are you, but you guys are different. Yeah. <laughs> high School Liz was spicy, spunky, and blunt. Oh, wow. Yeah. And now Liz is passionate, smart, and committed. Oh, nice. And committed, right. like, as in dedicated. Right. I evolved. Yeah. You evolved. I mean, I still, I wish High School Liz would make an appearance every now and then. And, and she does. I do. Yeah. But it's just the, yeah, I still, it it cracks me up when people are like, oh, this Liz that you talk about, I don't, I don't see that. And I'm like, yeah, we got to go back in time. You got to go meet her. <laughs> you, you'll, you'll um, understand better.
0: <laughs> honestly, I can give like almost all of the props for that to my husband. I know he, he has. Is- He's an incredible human. He is. And he is very intellectual, but very also fun. And um, he's just very mature, very um, thoughtful, and um, very composed. And he took the spunky and what did you say? Feisty and blunt. Spicy. Spicy. Yeah. He took that and just turned all those knobs down a little bit. He's like, <laughs> well, we just dial it back. But he course, never tried yeah, to change. That's the thing is he never no. tried to change me. He was never like, wow, you need some help. He just, he set an example. And slowly I just, you know, I kind of leaned into, to his,
1: yeah. um, the
0: way he was,
1: he was your missing piece. He was,
0: I love him. So Yeah. So sappy. Yeah. The best. I'm going to I'll have to have him on and do a do Oh, a yes.
1: Interview. I cannot wait to listen to that one. <laughs> yes. Uh so well, how would you describe me?
0: Yeah. So the three words. That was a good idea. So let me rack my brain here. Um I'll say empathetic instead of emotional. Um lighthearted and no, not light- easygoing. That's a better word. And very oh friendly. That's me. that's me. Yeah. So what were my that's... words? Empathetic, friendly, and easygoing. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. That's pretty and much And I you. said passionate, smart, and committed.
0: Yeah. So that was, that was young Rachel that I was doing there.
1: Oh, oh, I can't wait to hear what old Rachel is. Old, older, not old.
0: Right, old. You're not tw- you're not 30 yet. You've got a couple hey. more days.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, okay,
0: give me just a second and I'll give all three of them to you. At the same time. Um okay, I have two. Okay. Compassionate, motivated, and empowering. Oh, yeah. I
1: like that. Deep. I like my evolution. <laughs> I know,
0: right? I feel like we both, <laughs> we're both really great examples of people that were a little on the crazy side and really mellowed out. Mm-hmm. Yours, mine happened because of my husband, and yours definitely happened because of college. Yeah. Or education, you know, furthering yeah. your education. You the more you learned, the more you. You really dove into yourself, whereas yeah. I, I kind of had a guide. You, you were your own guide, and you. I um, feel like you were always. Not maybe intentionally, but I feel like you always hovered and other people's kind of lived vicariously through other people, in high school, and yes. didn't didn't let your light shine as much. And you had it in you, but you kept it. You know under your umbrella of safety.
1: Um, I didn't know how to empower myself. I could empower others, but I didn't know how to empower myself and do both at the same time.
0: So guys, we're going to stop the interview there and we'll move forward next week with part two of this interview. So if you enjoyed it, tell your friends and tell them to join next Tuesday. Thanks for joining and have a great week.